All right, we're ready again. Three, two, one. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Rub and Seasoning. Sitting across from me is Jeremy, the bouge, the kitchen white law. Meh. Next to him is our sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, showrunner, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. Man, oh, man. Guys, we have an excellent episode for y'all. We're going to be talking about a lot of food, a lot of ketchup. If you didn't notice last week, Stacy lied to you. She said we were going to see you next Tuesday, but we did not see oh, you guys. No. She meant to say we'll see you the next Tuesday after the next Tuesday. That's right. No, that's what she meant to say. But yeah, uh, life got in the way. You know, it's been almost two years, and and if you guys can't tell by my voice, um, but it's been almost two years since we haven't had an episode every well, Tuesday. If you, if you quit ripping packs of Marlboros, maybe <laughs> that's what yeah. I sound like right now. <laughs> the black lung over there pop uh-huh. <gasps> yeah um you know we've had a lot going on over here i for one am recovering from bronchitis no it was not covid um despite not even wanting to get tested of course i did get tested you know they're like you gotta do it so no covid just bronchitis <laughs> possible pneumonia just been trying to deal with that um and you know we've had some family stuff going on as well and yeah we did we had some stuff that just kind of that came up out of hit us hit us out of left field and when that happens with family, dude, you just got to step up and put everything else aside. Extended and, family. And, um, you know, and be there. You know what I mean? Family first. For sure. Yeah. But. Yeah, I've been a lazy ass too, so that's yeah. my excuse. Lazy. <laughs> yeah, and then we're like, Jeremy, what days can you record? And he's like, I can record this one day. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So that was like the week of Halloween and like. Everyone, in, like, so like we had plans all week, like dude, y'all every party animals, day. dude. We we had one night open, and then like the beginning of the week, like my kids got sick, like just like just general sick, and so yeah. we we're like, we're not gonna go out. My wife got it, I never got it. Uh, so like we did nothing that whole week. They were better by Friday. We went to like our, our adult Halloween party, but we missed everything that week. So like it wouldn't like it had been. Wouldn't, right. wouldn't have worked anyways like you guys had stuff we had stuff it was just uh it was just a weird week you know sometimes that stuff happens man but you have not been lazy bro you've been a busy man i have seen it on the grams for sure you have mm-hmm. all sure. right so but, so what are we drinking well oh yeah we, we've got to do Good that drink. so um i'm drinking a mystery pour um Ooh. where i went uh on my first uh deer hunt of the season uh this weekend and um Took, I have we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that next segment. Um, but I was going to bring, I brought my, both my rag propers. I filled those up with some Chattanooga uh, rye. And then yeah. uh, Stacy had gotten me a gift a while back from Ancient Ore. Aged in Ore. Okay, that thing. <laughs> Ancient, um, orange. <laughs> or. Ancient Orange. Ancient Orange. Ancient Orange. Anyway, but it's, it's just, it's a little, um, uh, decanter that holds probably about half a bottle. Um, oh yes, I remember. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, yeah. You brought that on the, on the show and stuff. It was a recommend. So yeah, it's it was, stainless yeah. steel. That has age and ore. Age and ore. That's what I said. I said ancient. Never yeah. mind. I, I thought this was like a distillery you were talking about. I was nah. like, aged and ore distillery. Man, yes. that sounds cool. <laughs> that's really cool. But it, it's got a, a stainless steel um, container that screws together. You can use them as cups or whatever. But it's a full glass with a rubber stopper. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I found, oh yeah, I'll bring this because I'm, you know, whatever. It was half full of something del- dark and delicious. Oh, and don't know how long it's been in there. And you know what it was? I don't know what. I remember now. Wait, wait, can I guess? Because yeah. all weekend, yeah. all weekend, me and Wildcat, it's high proof for sure. I remember where we brought that last. But that was back in March. All Oof. weekend, me and Wildcat, Matt were like, damn, this is good. I have no idea what it is. You know, but I my guesses in there. <laughs> my guesses are either JD barrel single barrel barrel proof or Stag Junior. Nope. No. Elijah Craig barrel proof. I knew we did. Batch s- C. Both of us uh. said. Both of us said yeah. it was a barrel proof item. I remember because we put it in the decanter to share with the family when we went to the cabin, oh. and it's been in there ever since. So. Oh, nice. I, I see something delicate in your hands. Like you're oh. you're you're holding something quite delicate. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, are you talking about the thing I've been drinking? The thing you've been drinking. Yes. So, uh, it's I'm, so I'm pretty. At, I'm at Kroger the other day, and uh, I sent this to Stacy because I figured it'd be right up her alley. Topo Chico came out with like 6.5 ounce topos. They're like little baby topos. <gasps> that was all they had. So I got like a, a 20 pack of them. <laughs> Those are like fruit it's snacks for you. You've got like five lined up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, clink, clink, so clink. The, the normal ones are 12 ounces, and Costco sells sells the 20 ounces, and those are the ones I like to get is the 20 ounces. Like, those will do me good, yeah. but uh, these are okay, I guess. So I think there's <laughs> been, like, some kind of Topo Chico shortage because everywhere we seem to go and check on it, we can't find it. So my mom finds 50-ounce Topo Chico bottles. bottles. 50-ounce? 50 50-ounce. 50 so I had her oh. pick up 10 of them. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. Cause gallons I got a, and gallons of I've got a wolf pack cabin trip happening this week and you know, I'm about to have some Topo Chico what are you, on there. What are you trying to say there, Clarence? <laughs> I kick your ass. <laughs> no, uh, I, go ahead. I, I, I also have a pour of bourbon, but I, I, I don't know what, what I'm drinking. Also mystery pour, Ooh, uh, somewhat nice. for me. Um, I am remote this week. I am in my, my home studio. I have not been down here in a while and I have all of these little bottles from you guys and I'm not really sure what they are. <laughs> I, I, I think one is George C. Stag. It says GS on there. Yep. Uh, one says, okay. And one says LB and I don't know what those are. LB. Larceny barrel proof. Yep. Larceny barrel proof. Okay. And what was and then, okay? Okay. Old Kirk. Old Kirk. Old Kirk. Yeah. That's what it was. Hey, that's those, a. Those are a solid old, lineup. Old, yeah, I, I know. I saw these over here at the corner of my eye and I was like, I'm going to run and grab a glass real quick because I want to drink these. <laughs> old Kirk's a solid pour outside old, of. Old Kirk. There we go. George T. Stagg. Yeah. And so I'm, um, I'm sipping on a beer here. Ironically enough, hold on. I remember when Joel filled these up and he spilled them all over the counter at your house because it's it's literally to like the brim of this little like what, what, what are these hundred mil containers? Like, I, think so, yeah. I wanted you to oh, get a yeah. lot. You know, th- th- there's a hundred and three mils in this one, like <laughs> right on the cusp. No, um, you know we were supposed to get together tonight. Unfortunately, we weren't able to. Um, we had a listener submitted porn on the podcast i can't wait this dude hooked us up hooked us up um with some with some beers like a beer porn and that's gonna go down um once we get back together in a couple weeks be on the lookout for that because it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one wait are you guys like just screwing with me and it's like a case of like bush light or something like no no no, i got (laughs) i've got to have all these exquisite beers yes they're natty daddies (laughs) no uh no, uh, our our friend and listener Joey Touchton, he sent us um, a what twelve? Yeah, twelve different twelve uh, different. Uh, I mean, these I've never seen anything like these, but um, so I'm excited. You know, he said they're the kind of like like Lou says, they're the kind of can you got to roll. So we're gonna and and by sent we mean he he brought them in person to your house, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah sent vacuum them via, sealed via horse horseback. Yeah. Yeah, he, he rode on his horse. Yes, yeah. his horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. so anyways, I'm drinking Southern Grist. It's actually a mule. I don't know why, but that's what he liked. Yeah, he's a mule guy. Okay. Yeah, they climb places. I'm glad that was more important than what I was drinking. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> anyways, it's Southern Grist uh, Colossal Raspberry. Mm. Uh, 6.5% ABV. I'm excited. It's delicious. It's sour. You wouldn't like it, so I'm glad to take that off of your hands. Anyways, Halloween happened. Yeah, let's roll. Let's roll that. We went to some parties, stuff like that. We did some epic cooks. Yeah. Um, but but I wanted to I wanted to kick off our kids, our neighborhood. They Ow. don't man. Sorry. Um, our our kids in our neighborhood, they don't just get like one or two pieces at each house. Our neighborhood goes out. I mean, we had a guy on the street playing a banjo. We had like nice. big Eminem, like someone that lives in our subdivision works for Mars. So we had like these big Eminem setups and. Just the whole place goes crazy, but they don't just get one or two pieces of candy. They every place hands out like bars, a, either full size bars or, or bags. treat bags that have like ten to fifteen pieces of candy, fun dips, oh wow, stuff like that. So we each kid had two big Walmart bags full of candy yeah. <laughs> and the good stuff too. Like, homie, so, homie, the problem is, is that in this neighborhood, you feel like you have to live up to it because some um, jackalope. 
to start it all, then we're, we're giving out the full bar. We can't just give a couple of Tootsie Rolls out. No, we got to make treat bags yeah, no, with everything in it. No, I'm you serious. You can't go into Planet Fitness and steal a handful of Tootsie Rolls. No, call like, and like, call it a day. No. no, I want you to build us a bar next time, and I want to hand out like some barbecue and uh, have a cooler of beers to hand out to the, to the parents. <laughs> Ever see what I'm talking about? Out of control already. You're, you're, you're talking about like outdoing the Joneses next year. Like, Yeah, no, we are the Joneses. You're gonna be you down keep there up with us, the, bitch. Some pit barrels and stuff. and got ribs hanging in. Yes. <laughs> Everyone gets a rack of ribs. That's like, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So I was going, you know, like, because for some, I'm like a psycho. And like when they get their candies, I'm like separating them into little bags of like Twix over here and Kit Kats over here. This craziness was in their Halloween buckets. And we're going to try one. I'm sorry, Jeremy, that you missed out it? on this. It is Kit oh, Kat. buddy. You're not missing out on this. Kit Kat pumpkin pie. Ew. Oh. Sounds gross. All right, let's try it real quick. Like, we'll just break it in half because I don't think I need my own piece. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Break me off a piece of that. There you go, hooker. You get the big piece. All right, all right. It's just gross. It literally tastes like pumpkin pie. But the texture sucks biggins. Pumpkin pie is one of those pies that's like, it's good, but it's on the edge of not being good. Okay, they nailed that though. They did nail the flavor. It tastes like a, a gingerbread cookie. Actually. It does. There you go. So I I have I'm partial to pumpkin pie because when I growing up, it's my dad's favorite pie, and of course I gravitate to. Oh, dad likes it. I'm gonna like it. You know. So every every Christmas, Thanksgiving, we have two pumpkin pies. Oh, ham and beans, and, and the cheap one. Not it's not even like a, a homemade. It's, oh, it's like, you gotta have a good. You gotta have a good pumpkin. pie. My sister made one one year, and it was fantastic. But my dad likes those cheap freaking frozen pumpkin pies. That seems like something ham and beans is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we we thawed out a big old um, pork belly, a big slab of pork belly on mm-hmm. Halloween. Um, decided to cook it up two ways. Yep. Um, we made like some meat candy with it. Actually, like skewered uh, slices of pork belly. Uh, so like yeah, like yeah. pork belly skewers. On a stick. Like the lollipops, yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, we just smoked that. Like we just rubbed them down in double action. We didn't mm-hmm. do like the whole candied like. Uh, pork belly burnt ends type thing. We just rubbed them down with a uh, double action pretty um, liberally, mm-hmm. smoked them, and then just glazed them. One of them we glazed with uh, some Watson's. Watson's. Barrel-aged syrup, mm-hmm. and some of the other ones we just glazed with some barbecue sauce, and they were phenomenal. Like, they just got Actually, gobbled I, up. I liked the barbecue sauce ones more. Uh-huh. I don't think we put enough of the of the Watson's on there the first time. Yeah. It was good. Don't get me wrong. The- the maple syrup is a little thin, like it almost helps to like thicken it up a little bit, yeah. like reduce yeah. it a it little bit like or it something. Just so, melt it off. so it sticks. Yeah, like when we do the candied bacon, that's the last step is just a little drizzle of that because and like you still if have you, brown sugar there, added too. Yeah, because if it if it's on there too long, it's just gonna kind of go yeah. away. You yeah. know. Word. Um, so that was good, and then we cubed up the rest. I'm and- telling you though, those kids that came over because we have our family over, and you know we did like a. Hot dogs and the meat candies and all that. I made day. my hot dog meat. And sauce. those kids were smashing that pork belly burn in. But I had a quick question. Nice. Yeah, because um, I think I screwed it up because I have not done pork belly in a, in a hard minute. When mm-hmm. you when you slice pork belly, you're supposed to slice it long the length of the pork belly, right? Like the, for the, cubes or for lollipops? For lollipops. I mean, like, 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 if you're looking at the pork belly and it's like a rectangle, like the shorter way is where is how I would do it. Well, that's how I did it. Yeah, because okay. then it would go cross grain instead of with the grain. It would go like cross grain. So that's how um, we did it, and it wasn't. So it was like our skewer was trying to go through a solid piece of fat versus trying to go, like you said, cross grain. Well, we, we had to like S it through there. We had to like catch, yeah, we catch just a piece, catch a piece, it, catch a piece. It looked okay. like, it looked like uh, pork belly churros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. M- maybe I'm like saying it wrong. Like I would want it to go cross grain where, where you're hitting like – Fat meat, segment, fat meat, segment, fat meat, segment. opposed to like just one that's nothing but fat and just one that's <laughs> nothing but like meat, you know? Yeah. Uh, be- because you have all those bands. I think there's like seven or nine layers of like fat and meat inside a pork belly. So you want to hit all those layers, not just hit one layer and run Same. straight through. So you'd yeah. have to look at it and see which part has like all of those. I think I went with the grain. I think that was the problem. Yeah. 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 So we just kind of like est it onto the skewers. Because it was, was a totally short part. Fine. Anyways, but yeah, turned yeah. Out, turned out great. Did the pork belly burn ends? Everything, everything was all, a hot dog meat sauce. It was. It was. Oh yeah, Stacy's famous meat sauce. Have you oh, had, yeah, have you had that yet? 
Mm-mm. Mm, it's Sounds good. too much like a soup. Ham and beans like it. He doesn't like hot dog. He's not like a big hot dog fan. <laughs> the ham and beans like it, buddy. You know what? Since I've been using uh, Matt's dog sauce, uh, barbecue's dog sauce on my hot dogs, I've actually been liking hot dogs a lot more. Really? Refresh us on that. It was like Worcestershire. Uh, it, it's Worcestershire, just thinned down with uh, with a little bit of hot sauce, which I I use hot sauce and it's just a little mixture. It's not spicy, but it just just thinned out a little bit. And um, you know, you know, uh, you just brush that on as you're cooking them, and you you know take them off, and fantastic flavor. Fantastic. Well, speaking of fantastic yeah. flavor, if you all are looking for something that you want to travel with, we now have tell them, Stacy. We have travel pouches. Um, so instead of our bottles, you know, a lot a lot of us like th- want to throw them in our luggage, throw them in our um, our cars when we're going on vacation. Um, you going hunting in your back back country? If you're going camping, anything like that. They're the resealable pouches. Um, inside is two ounces of our seasoning. One of our regular bottles are usually around five or six ounces. So you get two ounces um, in a resealable pouch. It goes a long way. Throw them in your bag. Throw them in your camping gear. Throw them in your luggage. Um, they're light. They're flat. Super easy, affordable. Easy to carry um, you're going to see some stuff coming out towards Christmas time for some gifts. But right now they're going to be available. You can uh, you can purchase them in a set for seven of all seven of our flavors or you can purchase them separately uh great for stocking stuffers office gifts whatever and then also we have launched sample pouches yep. so if you just want to try a tiny bit half an ounce um they're, they're two bucks go on there buy them spread them out to your family your friends your coworkers, or whatever go on there buy 10 buy 20 whatever you want boom all right well let's head to a break And on the other side, we're going to get into some Southern cooking, you guys. And we're going to hear a little bit about my hunting trip that I went on this weekend. So stick around. We'll see you on the other side. What's up, y'all? If you're listening to this podcast and you've not tried Reload Rub and Seasoning yet, man, you are doing a disservice to you and your food. Guys, at ReloadRub.com, we have everything you need to up your cooking game. You want to be a better barbecuer? ReloadRub.com. You want to be that badass at the tailgate? ReloadRub.com. Listen, if you're an outdoorsman and you want to show off your wild game culinary skills, ReloadRub.com has the stuff you need to do it. So right now, head to ReloadRub.com and use code TRP21 and you can get free shipping off your entire order, y'all. So grab all the seasoning that you need to be that badass in the kitchen or in the outdoors. Heck, while you're at it, grab you some swag too. ReloadRub.com. Head there right now. Use TRP21 and get everything you need for that cooking experience you deserve. All right, guys. So we are back from the break. And something we didn't talk about in the last segment was that Stacy, while I was gone on my hunting trip. Y'all should be proud. Decided to get old Susie Homemaker without me here. She's uh She baked a... Baked. She baked some bread. I did bake bread. I know, but I, and then I was, she, I was she gonna got say baked. You, I was gonna say <laughs> she totally baked. Oh, well, I was gonna <laughs> say you baked the pork butt, uh, but no, they, she smoked the pork butt for Jace's baseball team yeah. and uh, made you know, some homemade uh, pickled onions and some coleslaw. Mm. But dude, Jeremy, so I get home from my hunting trip. Yeah, Stacy's got some leftover pork from the party. Now listen, yeah. guys, Ken Forkish. Flour, water, salt, yeast. Go to the book, Saturday Bread. There's Saturday Bread. This is what I made. So simple. Make this and do what he's about to say. Yeah, so she made a loaf of Saturday Bread this weekend. Well, she had about half a loaf left, and uh, she said, I want to try to try to make a, make a sandwich with this pulled pork. And yeah. so she uh, she took the cut the bread. She got cheese. Then mm-hmm. she did pulled pork, barbecue sauce, more cheese, and she buttered the bread itself, and then we grilled it in a skillet. There is something about put, that yeah, bread and put, and put pickled pickled onions all over that sun, like a loaded grilled cheese. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, that bread, the bread totally changes. It's like going to a, like a high end deli. Like it, like grilling that stuff is was so like I was in ecstasy. It was chewy. It was crunchy. Have you looked into uh, any other recipes in the book yet? No, that or was only my third time. On that one. Yeah, yeah, that was my only my third time. I, I'm. Getting more comfortable with the techniques and everything with yeah. that, um, I don't, I don't know what would ne- my next step be. They have overnight breads, so what you do is you prep it the night before, and then it just ferments all night long, and then you bake the next day. Okay, because I need to bake some bread tomorrow night for the next day, but right. yeah, we'll have to work on that. 
Although yeah, we can talk about sorry. that off air. <laughs> you, you, well, you you had to do this Saturday, Brad, because it's already kind of late. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Uh, but but like you know like when I first got into it like I did the Saturday bread for a little while and like that one didn't intrigue me a bunch but like the overnight one I remember like I I was stuck on like the poolish like the like the like the overnight poolish um, I was stuck on that one for like a year I did that one for like a year and then I was like well I need to get into sourdough and then like now I've been doing sourdough for like four years or whatever yeah um, but you know like you you'll find one that you really like like if 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 you try a few of them and stuff you'll you'll find that one like hold you a little more, you know? Well, that one intrigues me because when I'm done making it, I feel so primal. I'm like, I just made this from like whole ingredients. (laughs) Look what I manifested in my hands. That's right. All day long. From from wheat, I harvested out in my own yard. That's right. Yes, from the king off. We never mow our grass. (laughs) So, yes. Now, (laughs) so I went, uh, went hunting this weekend. Yeah, got my primal on. And it it was the opening weekend for us down there. And typically it's what we do the guy we stay with at hunting camp, he uh, usually has a pretty good spread for us uh, on the the opening night. So we get there. We, so we got there, went and scouted and, you know, all that jazz and um, got ready for the next day. When we got back to hunting camp, man, he had a full spread for us and it was so stinking good. And it's food and two, like here. And, you're not going to get here because like, I'm not making that. Two nights in a row, y'all, um, we did this. But so I was – this was a southern food that I – um, wasn't familiar with. Have y'all ever heard of butter beans? So I've heard of them, but I didn't yeah. know exactly what that. So entailed. it's this he 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 had this butter bean soup, and it was um butter beans, onions. It was uh crumbled sausage, and then I like Worcestershire and you know spices and all that Ooh. in it. Um, super good, but butter beans are. are White lima beans, and I've never—I didn't know that it was even a thing. I thought lima beans were green. That was, you know, I didn't, but I've come to find out they come in all kinds of different colors. So does he like slow cook this? He soaks the butter beans um, overnight, and then a pound of butter beans, and then he uses a um, a, a pound of sausage, and then he just stews it. For, you know, diced up chunk chunked onions. He stews it up for a few hours, and it's good to go. But that we had, we had the butter beans. Were they good? Oh, fantastic! I mean, I, we know I, it was horrible. I was telling yeah, you I just want to tell you all about the thing it. is like country <laughs> cooking. It's like, oh, I had a bowl of pinto beans and cornbread, or I had well, butter beans and corn. I mean, like it's like it's beans. It's bland. It's just it's, nah. It had there, there's flavor. Yeah, there's like, flavor in the broth. You know what I mean? And that's where you're going with. Boring. I'm, I'm not super into that? beans, but I know that there's a lot of like really good high end beans out there. Like I know that I don't know. You know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But he made some, uh, we also had venison chili, and he likes to use black beans in his chili. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That is good. It's a different t- twist on it. Stew tomatoes. He's got kidney and pinto in there as well. But not, not you think like three different types of beans. It, it was real thin, it was like spread out. It was a chili you would like, but he did venison chili. And Sounds then, like you ate soup all weekend. Uh, no, we'll oh, get it. We'll get into the, we'll get into the next part. <laughs> Uh, this was, so this was was Jeremy's favorite. This is Friday night, but he also did two big, huge cast iron uh, skillet cornbreads that, um, one was jalapeno and one was, you know, just your standard, but the butter beans with the sausage in there, we put Louisiana hot sauce all in that jazz and I'd sop that soup up with the cornbread buttered up. Sounds Mm, like something you want to eat when you come off the woods. Like you've been outside all day. It was cold, man. It was like, this is Typically, opening weekend for us is kind of warm. It's in the 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. all that jazz. Man, it was 30-something degrees when we got there, which was fantastic. The, the weekend itself was great. We saw a ton of deer. and uh, you I, know, I want to hear about the other thing you ate. Well, I'll, I'll get to that. You know, Saturday, I saw a ton of deer, and I told myself I was shooting does, and I saw 15 does. He the says, first, if it's brown, it's down. The first day. And I didn't shoot a and damn thing. And I go thing. on IG, and all he talks about is, I just saw like 15 does just walk by me. Oh, it's like, amazing. If it's brown, it's down. <laughs> and I'm over here, I'm starving. Well, here's what happens to me every damn time. I'm like, I'm going to get some meat. But then I get there, and like, well, it's the first morning. I want to see what's going to happen. You're trying to get to know the deer, see where they're coming out. You don't want to just blow the place out on the first morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I let all these does walk. I got busted a couple of times because I put my blind up in the dark, and I didn't brush it in. And, and you got to remember, when you go 
and you would go hunting and you step in the woods or you step on a field and you put something in there that wasn't there before, that's their home. They're like, what the hell is that? You know, so they, they, they spotted me. They're 200 yards away and they look at like, huh? Like I, I saw a reel the other day where a guy has like a, um, like a blind in the middle of like a cornfield or whatever, but it's like, like, like a built up one. So you had to climb up into it and stuff. Yeah. And what he did was he, he hung like, like a volleyball or a basketball from the roof so that like the deer are used to seeing like, like a, a round head. Yeah. A silhouette of a head in, in the blind. And that way he takes it down when he's hunting in there, but they're used to seeing that thing moving around in there Yeah, and like it gets them used to it. You know, it's the truth though, because We'll go, we'll go, we have uh, stands out there that are there year round. Yeah. We'll go sit in those suckers and they walk out in the field and they go, they snap. As soon as they walk in the field, they look at that stand and then they see something different in there. They're stomping and bobbing their heads. And anyways, um, so the first morning was great and they were just about to get out of the stand and to my right, a group of deer bust out of the woods. Something spooked them and, Mm -hmm. uh. It was like five does and this freaking moose. I mean, one of the biggest deer I have seen on our property. And mm-hmm. this is what I'm telling you. I do this every time. I'm going to kill some meat. I'm going to get the freezer. Then I see a bruiser that I don't get a shot at. And I'm like, well, now I got to wait. I got, you know, came, you know, He's going to come back. He's going to come back. I'll see him tonight. You know, he, he can't go that far. And I do that every time. So that's what I did all weekend. But um, Wait, so did you get a deer or no? Um. So it's like a yes or no question. Well, <laughs> technically no, but this, uh, this morning, dude, I had, uh, Cue the Sarah McLaughlin music. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I did. I did a bad thing. Um, no, this morning I had, I had two bucks come out at about 300 yards and they started fighting each other. Like wasn't a, oh, nice. it wasn't full on. It was like, they were getting, getting ready. They pushed each other around a little bit and mm. I was, I was, on the ground and, I, and I'm trying to, I, I'm, I didn't bring any shooting sticks. So I had cut yeah. a branch with a little Y in it. And mm-hmm. I was using that as my shooting stick and I'm watching these guys and I'm trying to fit. I'm just trying to figure out if they're shooters or not because you know, they're 300 yards away. And I finally, they break up and one was not the other one was like, damn, he wasn't yeah. as big as the one that I saw, but I got on him and I was just moving everywhere. I mean, I got, mm-hmm. dude, I got excited. My kidneys started hurting because I was like so excited. <laughs> I think All I, those monster energy drinks. <laughs> I guess. Uh, My but, kidneys hurt. <laughs> so I, yeah. So I, I'm like, settle down. Just set. They're not. They're there. They're not. They're not spooked. They're not going anywhere. Turn the pee filter. <laughs> yeah, they worked to their way to about 275 yards, and I took a shot at him, and I hit him. He fell, and then he, like, I saw him crawling through the weeds and i'm like oh no yeah. and i was trying to find a spot to get another shot at him and i never could because the, the the fields hadn't been cut yet so they were growing up all i could see was top of his head and antlers yeah. and uh so anyway, i waited a little while and i walked back sorry you know to see if i could find any the blood and yeah. i was just gonna try to find where i'd shot him and then i was gonna back out and wait but when i got to where i'd shot him he wasn't 60 yards sitting on the edge of the field and he looked at me and like he struggled his way up and mm-hmm. then he got once he got his feet underneath him never saw him again oh yeah but that, he, got, he got a second win and just ran for it I, well the, and where he was laying was the last spot we saw blood and Uh-oh. never did find blood again so <laughs> i was pretty sick about that you know I try to st- st- try to tell myself that the Yodis and all Wildcat that stuff. Wildcat Matt f- probably found him and stuffed him in his toolbox. And well, so I can't we- find him anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I can't find that twelve pointer anywhere. They're all busting. How many points you? <laughs> they're all busting my balls because we made a, a, a new rule that if you shot a deer less than eight points, um, that it was a two hundred and fifty dollars, or you have to buy everybody dinner and drinks because mm-hmm. we have one guy in our group that he'll come. Oh, it was a wall of antlers, and it's a freaking like Spike. three point dink. You know, or whatnot, and he's let he, him grow. Yeah, he 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 always shoots the tiny deer, and uh, so they're like, "Oh yeah, Joel, where'd you bury this one? Where's the boneyard, buddy?" <laughs> so, anyways, um, but uh, the uh, the last night, have you ever had uh, you ever had chitlins? Um, like uh, the deep fried pig intestines. Yeah, I've have had them before, but I've never made them. Okay, so we had we got back we got back to hunting camp last night 
And um, we had fried green tomatoes, which were tossed in cornmeal. So yeah. good. So good. Just like so, so basic. You fry them, throw some salt on them. And it was delicious. Had a little dip on the side. What kind of dip? It was just um, mayo and ranch. It was good. But anyways, so then... Think of that manch or rayo. There's already mayonnaise and ranch, him, isn't there? I, he may have put something else in it, but I, no. asked, I said, what's Is in there? this? Well, buttermilk. And, oh, okay. Well, there's buttermilk, and then you put, like, certain powders in it, so. Uh, may- mayo is just egg yolks and oil. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in regular homemade ranch. Anyways. So, Sorry. I'd had chitlins uh, twice prior to this. And mm-hmm. nobody else would eat that stuff. It was just me and Steve that were, were eating the chitlins. Mm-hmm. And, man, like Steve, Steve used to, is a good cook. Um, and I don't know what happened on this batch, oh, of, this, no. this batch of chitlins because I was eating them and they were so good. And I got to about my sixth chitlin. And, man, mm, it was a little gamey. Was, mm. as, as Theodore would say, Duty. it was ass-eating season. I mean, it was... That is nasty. Like, uh, where do you chi- buy chitlins? They, that, Chit- chitlins are like oysters. Like, you want to go to a really reputable source when you're eating those. You don't, don't want to go to, like... Yeah, you don't want to go to Kroger's. <laughs> but why like, do you eat yeah. them? Why do you eat them? Are they, like, cheap? There's it can't be a nutritional value to it. Because you can. Like, why do you eat Rocky Mountain oysters? Like, where do you yeah. eat? But where do you buy chitlins? So where did he they, get them? they sell them in the grocery stores in West Tennessee. Really? Down there, yeah. Oh. You, you can go certain demographics. Like you can West Knoxville, you're not going to find. No, chitlins. you can literally walk into Food City or Kroger's and buy chitlins there. I probably wouldn't though. But that's where he got them. I'm yeah. Sure. So they were duty. Well, they, they had a duty. Just that one, but in? after that, I was done, man. It was like eating. It was like stinky butthole. <laughs> You know, did, dipped in did, mayo he ranch. Through, like, did he go through the whole cleaning process with them and stuff? Like, I'm, I'm sure the grocery store got them in clean, but I would want now, to even, clean them again. Even like, if you, even if you buy them from a store, you need to wash them thoroughly again, like multiple, multiple times. Yeah, yeah, like run your fingers through them. And I like, I'm never going to buy chitlins and make them. But if someone yeah. makes them, and uh, I Are think they tubes. I think they're good. They, they look like almost like calamari. They'll roll up, and some pieces. Yeah, are like, they shrivel up. Like, yeah, some pieces. I was thinking of like tubes. Well, like what you fried do, <laughs> tubes? <laughs> so you know, you, know, you split them. You split them so you can wash them out really good. Oh, okay. But so you they'll, they'll cut them into little sections, and then you split that, or they might they might already be split from the store, and then you wash them out really freaking good. Sounds like a lot of work. Eh. Well, I mean, like you know, like if you think about like um, natural casings on sausages, it's intestines. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, I think a company uh, Weston uh, sells those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, did he put any reload on those? No, that's why didn't. it smelled like shit. Yeah, that's why it tastes like shit. <laughs> it wasn't because there was shit <laughs> going through them at one time. Using some grocery store brand of uh, of rub. I mean, that, that's what it was. Well, I, I'll tell you. So you after you wash them, you got to boil them before you fry them. Yeah, you boil them up, and he had already boiled them and everything. But got him. I still, I, you know, when you get into something, someone's not getting sugars tonight, and it really. <laughs> There's a little turd left in that one. Uh, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Stacey, I got a little chili stuck in my tooth. So give me, give me some sugar. <laughs> Anyways, but that was it, man. Like, it's just, we try to cook all this bougie food and stuff. But when bougie. we do, we, we, make, we make bougie food. Not, not, we not, made, not, not no, 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 we made no, 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 no. I'm talking about here at my own house. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, what, I'm get, what I was getting at is that. Stacey, next Halloween, you can do chitlins at your front yard and, and hand them out to the kids. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. My butt candy. That. Here's some butt candy. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> but the uh, no, it's just there's something about when you've been walking all day and hunting hard and it's cold and you come in and you got just warm that warm yeah. hot food. It's it's some cornbread to sop it up. Yeah, some cornbread to sop it up there. Anything else, guys? I'll- just been cooking like crazy around here. Uh, did a deep fried turkey the other day. That was a lot oh, of fun. Oh yeah, that yeah. that looked like it went pretty quick. Like, would you say like three minutes per pound? It's. Three and a half minutes per pound. So, like, uh, local cookers sent me out one of their turkey fryers. Um, um, 
people have been asking me where to get them. Uh, Walmart and Lowe's have them right now. I actually saw them at the local Lowe's the other day. I think they're like a hundred bucks. It's not a bad deal. Um, has all the safety features built in. If the oil gets too hot, it shuts itself off, like all sort of stuff like that. Oh, really? Now, can you use yeah. that for like a seafood boil too? Yeah, yeah. It comes with a bucket and everything, but it has like the turkey thing also. And so um, it does up to an 18 pound turkey, which like, you know, if you're getting a turkey for the holidays looking to come up, it's better to get two smaller turkeys than to get one big turkey because bigger turkeys tend to get tougher and not as tasty and, and stuff. So it's better better to do two, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, three and a half pounds per three and a half minutes per pound is what they recommended. And it was spot on. I had a, an 11 pound Turkey, um, that I stole out of a friend's freezer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just randomly <laughs> showed up, uh, you know, stole out of their house. Give me, your, and, give me, that, give me that Turkey. <laughs> Sit on the front porch. Um, yeah, but uh, I got an 11 pound turkey. It took 38 minutes. It was spot on. Checked it with my uh, my thermopen, and uh, it was good to go. Super crispy skin. Um, I did a brine kit for 24 hours beforehand, and then uh, I didn't put any seasoning on it before it went into the deep fryer because I wanted to strain and save the oil for Thanksgiving. And then when it came out, I hit it with a bunch of fully loaded. Uh, and so um, there's uh, actually the a bird with fully loaded, or like sliced it, then hit it with a fully loaded. The bird. And then um, I was going to hit it with more, but because I did the 24-hour brine, it had, Salty. like, a good flavor. Yeah, it didn't need it. So, uh, but, I, but like, you know, you, knowing me, like, if I were to serve this, I would have, like, finishing salts out if people wanted more, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it was really good. It's inspired me. Um, I think for Thanksgiving, I'm going to do a smoke fried turkey. Uh, I'm going to smoke it about halfway, um, and then I'm going to have the deep fryer ready to go and drop it into the deep fryer to finish off and get that super crispy skin. Uh, that's my goal right now is uh, order up a Halteman turkey and uh, and smoke fry it. Let's go, bro. Yeah, so I was going to ask, like, did, did you like it just as much as you would one that is, was smoked or roasted? I don't like turkey. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a big dumb bird and it doesn't taste very good. Uh, <laughs> that being said, like the Halteman turkeys are like, I mean, like it's not a comparison to a store-bought turkey. It, it's not, it, it, it's like buying a ribeye at Kroger and then buying a ribeye from, you know, it's, it's the, the same difference, you know? Um, so their turkeys are much better. Um, I liked it because it had super crispy, awesome skin, you yeah. know, like, yeah. that's one of the best parts, like fried chicken, like best part is that super crispy skin. Yeah. Um, so like that was a, that was a really cool thing. Um, it's inspired me to do like some more cooks. Um, are you familiar with like David Chang from Momofuku out of New York city? Huh? No. Momofuku? Uh, <laughs> Momofuku food group. <laughs> don't, you, uh, don't you talk to me like that, buddy. <laughs> you Momofuku. <laughs> uh, really amazing ramen place. Uh, he has like oh. nine or 10 restaurants now. Uh, but he has a special at his main restaurant called uh, Fried Chicken and Caviar, and I really want to make this now that I have a big deep fryer. Uh, it's an it's it's a whole chicken, buttermilk brined, and like whole thing fried, dropped into a deep fryer, pulled out, and then served with um, crepes, like chive crepes, homemade potato chips, and just a bunch of caviar. Uh, and supposedly like, you know, you have a little chive crepe, uh, l l like a little mini one, put some fried chicken in there, put some caviar in there and eat the whole thing. Supposedly it's heavenly. And like, that's like something I really want to make now. Dude, you, had me, you had me at chive crepes. Cause that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like a savory crepe, you yeah. know? Like, oh, yeah. So, so is that, that texture yeah. with the savory flavor to it? It sounds to me like this fryer is not your grandpa's turkey fryer. Like, no, it's this is super, not a basic. Nice. Yeah, I mean, like, like I've had other big boil kits before, and this, like, that were basic and stuff, and like this one is not. Like, it has like the safety shut off. It has like a super nice thermometer to drop in, and I mean, like, once it was up to temp, like I just had to keep backing down on like the little throttle control for the for the burner <laughs> just to keep it there. But I mean, it stayed right there the whole time. You know, um, got up to temp super fast. Uh, th there's a full video on my Instagram now, like a full four minute video of the entire process. If you're looking to deep fry a turkey for Thanksgiving, uh, check it out. It just runs you through everything, like how to properly measure how much oil you're going to need, you know, all the safety stuff, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Sh shutting the fire off whenever you're pulling the turkey in and out, just so you don't have any accidental burns or anything, you know, Dude, those videos of people doing it's that. Ridiculous. What, like, I mean, oh my God. that's some scary freaking crap. Yeah. I, 
I, I was texting a buddy while I was doing it and stuff, and he's like, "Be careful, people burn their house down." I was like, "Yeah, I got it in the middle of the kitchen. We're drinking beers around it and and and, and, and playing go, ping pong." Yeah, have no, a good what, time. what causes the issues? I don't understand. So they'll pull, people they'll pull, the, over and they, stuff. Yeah. yeah, they'll they'll leave the burner on and they pull the turkey out and they either knock it over or they'll get drippings down and that grease catches fire and the whole thing goes up. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, well, it's the, like a bomb. The, the really dangerous one is like so like briefly like uh like it's in the video and stuff but you put your turkey in the deep fryer empty and then fill it with water until the turkey is covered and then pull your turkey out and that tells you how much oil yes. you need in your yes, deep fryer. that's how it really happens then then you pour the water out clean it out then put your oil to that point and that way it doesn't overflow a lot of people just fill it up with oil Put put the turkey in with the burner still on. You're supposed to turn the burner off when you put the turkey in. That way, if there's a spill, like nothing is there to catch it on fire. Uh, they'll put the turkey in. It'll overflow out of the sides, catch on fire, and now you have this huge flaming fireball. Because uh, the grease would catch fire from the yes. open flame. Okay, so that's the issue. You're talking about oil that's already preheated to 350 degrees. For it to catch fire is And it's not, not just the overflow so, oil because it runs up. It, it's like gasoline, dude. It freaking follows the oil So when you pull and, the bird out, do you want to turn the, the burner off? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then whenever pull the bird out. Whenever you're pulling it out or putting it in, anything like that, you turn the burner off. And like the burner on these things are super overpowered. So you're, you're going to lose a few degrees, but like it's going to pop right back. So. Yeah. Um, you know, just whenever the lid's off, the burner is off, you know, to me, it just seems like a no brainer to fry your turkey because, you know, it took 30 something minutes to do three and a half minutes per pound. So fast. Yeah. And, and, and when you're roasting or when you're smoking, I mean, you're relying on so many different variables and elements that it's like, okay, well, I've got guests coming over and we're, we're quite a bit away from but our desired temp. Not a lot of people, the only downside to frying a turkey is the cost of oil. And some people don't want to like my ham and, so, ham and beans gets pretty, yeah. pretty butthurt about buying the oil. For yeah. They share the oil between neighbors. So we bought it. Um, I put like, um, I think I had like five <laughs> jugs. Like we bought like six jugs. It took like five jugs to get it to where I needed. Um, and I was able to strain out and save four jugs. So I only lost like one jug. So I only lost like five, $10 worth of oil. So you know? you'll reuse that oil for another cook. I'm going to reuse like probably for a couple of cooks because like I didn't add any seasoning to the outside of the turkey. There was nothing in there to burn, you know, yeah. I seasoned it when it came out and stuff. Um, in my Thanksgiving turkey for my, uh, my family and stuff, like they're not like, you know, grandparents are going to be there and stuff. They're not super adventurous eaters. So I'm not going to do like, I know you guys love to do like a Cajun turkey. That's going to ruin your oil. Like the, they wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, what kind of oil did you use? Uh, I use canola. Uh, yeah. na- now you can find the really big jugs like at Lowe's and stuff with the local cookers. They have like their own branded peanut type oh, oil yeah. and stuff. Cool. But I-, I just went to uh, Costco and grabbed like the the gallon containers, like the two pack gallon containers. Um, and those yeah, are you like you can get the jugs of peanut oil now because we 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 grabbed some. That's fantastic. For- I'm glad you talked yeah. about this because people. We're going to start mm-hmm. getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I know yeah. myself. I'm going to be placing an order with Haltman soon because, like, mm-hmm. their stuffed turkey breasts. Like, Those are I, the best. Right now, I'm in the like holiday harvest mood. Mood, anyways, and I'm not going to just cook up our family a turkey outside of like Thanksgiving. But like, I'm in that mood, and so I want like the gravy, the biscuits, the the stuffed turkey breasts. So I want to get one of those because we can cook one of those, and it feeds all of us. Yeah. Yeah. You just slice it up and it's got all that stuffing and herbs and, and veggies delicious. all inside. Oh my gosh. So I want to get some of those. So anyways, I think it's time to take a break. I know we're going to go on the flip side and we're going to come back with some Reload Recommends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. All right. Boy, don't you wish sometimes you had a place that you could go and get the best meat every single time? Don't you hate going to the grocery store and having to sift through all the packages just looking for the perfect cut to serve to your guest? Well, guys, you ain't got to do that no more because of the TRP crew about to tell you about Haltman Family Meats. This place up here is out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and they have the best prime cuts you're ever going to get. You want fillets? Haltman Family Meat has got it. You want skirt steak? You want brisket? You want ribs? Anything that you need to cook or barbecue, Haltman Family Meats can provide that for you, and the price is amazing, y'all. Not to mention, you can use code TRP21 and save 15% off already 
amazingly low prices. So guys, right now, head to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and load up of all the best prime straight from the butcher cuts, never frozen, straight to your door. HaltemanFamilyMeats.com. Use code TRP21. Y'all ready for this? We're back from the break now. Hey, okay. All right, y'all. So it's time for that segment you love and been waiting for. We recommend things to you that are cool and badass. And with that being said, let's roll straight into Reload Recommends, where we're going to start things off with yours truly. Then we're going to hit things with Jeremy and then slide things over to Sugar Pants herself. So first things first is my recommendations. Again, it's hunting season. I got my knives out. I'm ready to do my butchering, even though I didn't shoot anything. But one of the things I always bring on my hunting trips is a knife sharpener by Works Work Sharp. Uh, Jeremy, I have one of those. I, I think I think I stole it from you. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. But the one that I bring with me is a uh, packable. It's a about six inches long, one inch wide, oh. and it's called oh. it's called the guided field sharpener. So it's a hand. Oh, okay. I see what happened there. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Take one of those with me. Well, yeah. More than what you got, honey. So, so anyways, uh, it comes with two diamond plates, one coarse 220 grit, and then a fine 600 grit on each side. So you can flip it over, and it, on each side of that, on the ends, which if you look it up, you get a better idea what this is. It's called the guided field sharpener. But it's got a 20-degree angle to help you get uh, going to reset that edge on your blade. It almost looks like a level, like a small yeah. handheld level. Yeah, it does. Um, but the other thing I like about it is it all it has so many different um, sharpening tools on this one piece here. It's not just the diamond plates. It has two ceramic rods. Uh, one has three positions, a coarse, a fine, and you can set it to a position to hone your fish hooks. So if you're packing or you're doing some backcountry stuff, this is a good thing to have. Um, but then it also has a very small ceramic rod if you're wanting to sharpen those uh, serrated blades. Get those back in working shape. Um, lastly, it's got a leather, uh, I think it's called a strope, S-T-R-O-P, or whatnot, but I wasn't sure strope, the, yeah. the pronunciation of it's that. It's like a, a leather band to yeah. go back and forth, yeah. Yeah, to get those burrs off and clean it up and, and get it nice and smooth. But I'm telling you, my sister, uh, I gave her a Damascus knife, a little small fixed blade, because uh, mm-hmm. she likes to get out and, you know, in the garden and prune things and whatnot. And it got dull on her. I brought it back. I brought it right back to life, dude. It took me 10 minutes. Had that thing sharp as hell. Nice. So it's a, it's a great little sharpener, especially if you don't want to carry, don't have any power and you want to carry something on the go. So check it out, worksharp.com, and it is called the Guided Field Sharpener. Check it out, guys. So, Jeremy, what you got, buddy? Oh, man. I have, like, two things I want to recommend. Do you guys want a TV show or a movie? Ooh, movie. Oh, wait. TV show. Wait. All right, Rochambeau. Ready? Ready? One, two, three, shoot. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Got you, bitch. Give me that movie. <laughs> movie. All right, here it is. Uh, this is a movie and a book. Uh, new out on HBO, Frank Herbert's Dune. Uh, have you guys watched it yet? I haven't watched it yet. He wants to with the kids. It, it it's kid appropriate, I would think. Okay. Um, it's it's wild, you know. It's it's lots of craziness and stuff. Sure. Um, th- this is a series I've been obsessed with since I was a little kid. Oh. Um, I've read these books multiple times. Um, in anticipation of this movie, I reread all of the books. Uh, there's six in the series originally and stuff. Um, and the movie is uh, it's kind of confusing because the story is wildly confusing. But like viscerally, it's like everything you want to see. It's it's a it's it's a masterpiece, like in visuals. Um, no, yeah, you're gonna want to probably go read the plot online, especially because like the the movie is the first half of the first book, um, and he did that on purpose. And like the studio has already approved uh, work on like part two, so it's gonna come out in two years. Um, and then he wants to work on some of the other books also and turn them into movies. Um, Dennis Villeneuve is the director. And he did a fantastic job bringing this like insane story to life. Yeah, um, it's it's very complicated. There's a lot of rules in there. I mean, it's like it 
like it's like bringing Game of Thrones to life. You know, like there's so many characters and there's yeah. so much craziness going on. It's a whole new universe and world. Uh, but it's 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 really 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 cool. Uh, highly recommend checking out and uh, not just watching the movie, but also uh, reading reading the book. Uh, the book is uh, the best selling science fiction novel of all time. Really? Um, I've really? Never yes. Heard of this. Uh, but, like, didn't it come out in the 70s? 60s 60s um head and shoulders above all the rest uh my favorite science fiction book by far like i read a lot and it's just an incredible book um extremely difficult to make into a movie and he did a great job of it see man that's the kind of stuff i like because a lot of times (laughs) girl you need you a slug of whiskey but uh uh, i warned everybody at the beginning (laughs) a lot of times you see stuff like this and they try to pack so much into so little i feel like yeah. the justice league was a giant letdown because of, yeah, of it because they didn't have all those lead-up movies that you needed to it you didn't see the aquaman movie and the batman and the superman like you didn't have all of the the mm-hmm. cyborg and the flash and stuff uh so so much was lost and stuff and like a good amount of the story is like cut out or lost because it's just too much to get into like this like two and a half two hour 45 minute movie um so like to really understand what's going on you're going to want to read the book but like visually it's there like it keeps you entranced that's what i want so much cool stuff going on and like you know it they didn't change anything too drastically there's a few things i got butthurt about but that was just me because you're a super fan yeah uh yeah exactly you know it's like if you're a harry potter super fan you're gonna be pissed off at the movies lord of the rings you're pissed but those were great movies you know you know uh they stand up on their own and like i think once he's able to finish the second part you know uh it will stand up on its own but it's it's fantastic highly recommend it's on uh hbo uh max Max. right now um and then um you know it'll be wider released uh probably in the next month or so i've got to watch it before it gets off hbo max yeah, I think uh, it's already been out for a week. Or t- it came out on October 22nd, uh, so it's already been out for a couple weeks, and I think it's on there for like a month, so you have till you know Thanksgiving or so to watch it. I got to get it this week. So, mm-hmm. All right, girl, what you got, Stace? All right, guys, for this week's Reload Recommends, I have a song by Irish band Otherkin from their 2019 album Electric Dream. This is All That Remains Won't Be The Same. I love this. One, 80s vibes. Two, mm. really sounds like the lead singer from Green Day. Oh, yeah, he does. Doesn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, love that song. Cranking it through the house. The, the intro to that song needed to be in Dune. That's all, that's all I was thinking about. Maybe it doesn't, but that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> uh, like, not to like jump back into mine and stuff, but there is like a 1980s movie directed by David Lynch, and it's an acid trip. Uh, Dune 1980s version, like that's the one I watched as a kid, and it's it's an acid trip. It's 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 trippy. <laughs> you listen to this <laughs> like, song, th- and then you're having a this good time. song. This song would be in there. Like uh, it's it, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I love that song. I spilled my. No, it's good. Uh, I spilled my rye whiskey um, out of when I was. When we were listening to that song there, Jeremy, my hey, sweet, my sweet pouring skills. Just snorted off the table. I might get after it. So, all right, guys. Well, that's the end of the podcast. So we love y'all. And what you want? We what, what you want? 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 What you what we want you to do right now is hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. When you're done doing that, give us a five star review if you like this and want to hear more. With that being said, we love y'all. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today.